Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. Yeah. 
turn this praise team back loose, but don't forget tonight, uh, 6.30, we have service. Uh, we're going to continue uh, our series and uh, teaching on the Holy Spirit, so come out for that tonight. And then also, uh, let's be in prayer uh, today and Tuesday, uh, or today through Tuesday, uh, you have the Silvas are heading to Cleveland, Tennessee. Gabriella is uh, our state winner for uh Art and she's competing at Lee University this week in the art category at Teen Talent for Nationals. And then also Emma and Steph are headed out this morning to Cleveland because uh, Emma's runner-up in the state, so she gets to compete at, at Lee. So she's there and she sings, I think, early tomorrow morning. So let's be in prayer for them as they travel and they compete and they get to tour Lee University, but they also get to have a good time down there. So pray for them. Uh, one uh, quick announcement, or a couple quick announcements, but uh, Tuesday, we typically do prayer from 9 or from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. This Tuesday, we're only going to do prayer from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. because on Monday and Tuesday, I don't know if everyone knows, but uh, Cole Justice passed away this week. That's Robbie and Norma's boy. Uh, he used to come a lot with Robbie. He was in the wheelchair. Uh, but he passed away this week, and we're going to have the viewing here 
on Monday evening, and then the funeral will be here on Tuesday, so we won't have prayer here on Tuesday uh, morning, but we will, after the funeral, we'll open the doors and we'll have prayer from 4 to 8, so if anybody wants to come, and uh, Martha, what time do y'all normally come on Tuesday evening? Six. So if everybody just wants to meet at one time at six and, and have one big prayer meeting, that would be fine too. But we'll open the doors at four for everyone to pray. And then Wednesday, we'll continue our series in a, on authority. Uh, so be here for that. And then you'll have kids. And then Tuesday, uh, Tuesday men, don't forget to go have lunch or actually probably be better off just to cancel that too and just come here to the church for the funeral. So no lunch Tuesday. Uh, we'll just have meet here for Cole's funeral and uh, be a part of that. And then on Sunday, this coming Sunday morning, a week from today, the Carriers will be here, Southern Gospel Group. We want you to come and be a part of that. They're, they're going to do the whole service, uh, this uh, singing. Uh, they are Southern Gospel. And then we will have no PM service because Next week, uh, at the mid part of the week, we start VBS, so we're going to need to start uh, getting sanctuary ready and all the other rooms ready, and Dylan gets to uh, finally realize what VBS means. Uh, him and Emma gets to, to start doing that, but if you can help in any capacity, please see Dylan, see Emma. Uh, again, they're going to start decorating next Sunday evening, and then they're going to, every day throughout the week, they'll start decorating, so that's going to be that. And then also, I ask that you all pray for me on the 7th and the 8th of August. I'm going to be going and doing Region 15s at the uh, Clarksburg area. I'm going to be doing their, they do a yearly uh, two or three day camp meeting and I'm preaching two nights up there. So pray for me as I go up and, and share the gospel with them. Amen. Amen. Back here in this room, uh, just about 20 minutes ago, we had, we've already had church. So uh, if you missed that, you've already missed out. So if God does, like, what he does and what he did in there out here, we're getting ready to have an amazing, amazing service. So, uh, yes, Billy. Yes. Yes, let's continue to remember that family as they're, they're searching for him. And then Chris. Yes. Five tickets to the Reds game next Saturday. If you need those, see Chris. And then we're going to probably, I need to talk to everybody that's going, but we're probably going to pull out of here at the church around 9 or 10 o'clock and head to Cincinnati for the game. So, Danny. Yes. There will be adult classes for VBS. There'll be teen class, and then there'll be a little kid class. And I get to do every one of them. So, <laughs> right? I don't, that's what I thought she said. Yes. To, okay. Uh, the seventh, you got a ladies' ministry meeting, so lots of stuff going on. I'll put it all on Facebook, and y'all can follow it there. But uh, if our ushers would come, I'm going to get out of the way, turn this praise team loose. Good to see Chipper back there. We just had prayer for him. We're going to believe ears are going to open up. Amen. So, uh, after service, we're going to have special prayer for Charlie, and then also I want to pray for Chipper again. I, I want to see these men healed, amen, and anybody else, not just them, anyone else that wants to come, but uh, I'm going to turn this mic off, and I'm going to ask Jack if you don't care to open us up this morning.
without your goodness I would be desperate without your love slave to the darkness if it wasn't for the cross you have won me with your kindness chase me down when I was lost where would I
lift your voices and sing this out with us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I was a prisoner. Now I'm not. Because with your blood, you bought my freedom. Hallelujah. For the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We come in here Sunday after Sunday. And I know that we're not always on cloud nine. Every, sing every single time we come through the doors, there's things that weigh on us. There's things that try to get us down. But I've been doing some scripture memorization, and there's one I'm going to try. Forgive me if I don't get it perfect, but it's Isaiah 12 and 6. And it says, shout and sing, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah. That gives you, if you feel like you don't have anything to shout and sing about this morning, that gives you two things. One is who, and it's the Holy One of Israel. Two is what, and that's that He is great in our midst this morning. He's here. Hallelujah. If you need healing, He's here. Hallelujah. If you need deliverance, He's here. He's the healer. He's the deliverer. Hallelujah. He is whatever you need this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We want you to move in our midst this morning. We've come ready. We've come ready, Lord. We've come ready to receive what it is that you have for us this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, oh, 
Let justice roll on like a river. Let worship turn into revival. Lord, lead us back to you. So come, moon, let justice roll on like a river. Let worship turn into revival. Lord, lead us back to you. In a moment 
No darkness can stand against this brighter glory. His promise is sure. Jesus decides my story. No darkness can stand against this brighter glory. His promise is sure. Jesus decides my story. I know that I'm loved. I'm living with the fire burning inside of me. I'm living for the Savior, Jesus, eternally. With all that I am, Lord, I give you my heart. So let the flame shine brighter. Let your praise sing louder. I'm living with the fire burning inside of me. I'm living for the Savior, Jesus, eternally. With all that I am, Lord, I give you my heart. So let the flame shine brighter. Let your praise sing louder. I'm living with the fire burning inside of me. I'm living for the Savior, Jesus, eternally. With all that I am, Lord, I give you my heart. So let the flame shine brighter. Let your praise sing louder. I'm living with the fire burning inside of me. I'm living for the Savior, Jesus, eternally. With all that I am, Lord, I give you my heart. So let the flame shine brighter. Let your praise sing loud. Let the flame, let the flame shine brighter. Let your praise sing loud. Let the flame, let the flame shine bright. Let your praise sing louder. I'm living with the fire burning inside of me. I'm living for the Savior, Jesus, eternally. With all that I am, Lord, I give you my heart. So let the flame shine brighter. Let your praise sing louder. I pray that you're living with the fire. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you would go with me to Genesis chapter 43.
Genesis chapter 43. really thoroughly enjoyed speaking about Joseph, and I really didn't intend on turning this into a multi-week deal, but like each week just kind of takes you somewhere else, but um, this week we're going to talk about God's way. And how many knows that's the only way? And if it's not, that's when all of our mess-ups, all of our issues, all of our frustrations begin to take place because we feel like we know better than Him. But Genesis chapter 43, verse 11. Then their father Israel said to them, If it is must be so, then do this. Take some of the best products of the land in your bags and carry down to the man as a gift. A little balsam and a little honey, labdanum, resin, and myrrh, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Take double the money in your hand and take back in your hand the money that was returned in the opening of your sacks. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother also and arise, return to the man. May God Almighty grant you compassion in the sight of the man so that he will release to you your other brother and Benjamin. And as for me, if I am bereaved of my sons, I am bereaved. Danny, you care to pray over the reading of the word? Amen. Hug somebody's neck and let them know you're glad they're here. Just kind of a run through of where we are in this story. Um, Joseph, we we discussed this in uh, one of our sermons. Joseph was his father's favorite. He was the 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 basically the son of his of his love, Rachel, and. Jealousy and hatred had arose between the brothers, and they've sold him. They threw him in a pit. The Ishmaelites came, find, find him in a pit, take him to Egypt, sell him to Potiphar. Potiphar makes him uh, first in charge of his house. Potiphar's wife has um, seduced him and 
um, he didn't fall for the trick. And when he did, and she pulled his clothes off and said that he had raped her. He is thrown in prison where he interprets two men's dreams. And they told him that if you will interpret our dreams when we get out of here, we'll let uh, Pharaoh know that we found favor with you and we'll get you out of here. Little they forgot about him until they really needed him. Um, Pharaoh began having dreams and they were finally... One remembers and says, there's one in prison who told me my dreams, and it came true. So Pharaoh goes and gets him, and Pharaoh has now made Joseph first in control other than him. And his brothers, all those boys that said, we would never bow down to you, they have come face to face with him, and he sets them up and puts some things in his bag. So when they, they go through their bags, they find, and they try to trick them into saying that they stole something, only to keep a brother till they went back to get the younger brother, Benjamin. And that's kind of where we're at here. Uh, Jacob is telling them to get back there and get his son and do not lose Benjamin. Which again, kind of lets me know that he's still showing a little bit of favoritism. Don't lose my Benjamin. But you, if they keep the other one, it's all right. But please don't lose Benjamin. So, uh, but uh, that's kind of where we are in this story. It's an amazing story, and, and I, I want to just kind of confirm what I have said every week. No matter where Joseph has found himself, the Bible says the Lord was with him. So favor was on him. Everywhere he went, the Lord's favor was there. Um, I heard a story several years ago, and it stuck with me. It was on K-Love. I was listening to it going to work or something one morning, and, and it stuck with me. But this little boy had a caterpillar, and... It started acting weird and started sticking to leaves. And this boy was worried and he was asking his mom to, to, to kind of tell him what in the world was going on with this caterpillar and the little hole in the cocoon started, you know, it starts opening. And this boy is freaking out and his mom is trying to tell him, but the butterfly is struggling to get out of the cocoon. And the mom tells him, don't mess with this. You know, the butterfly, it, it, this is a natural process. It'll take place naturally. You just have to let the process take place. So thinking that he was going to help the butterfly out, this young boy takes the cocoon and cuts it open, thinking that he was going to help the butterfly. But the, during that process, the butterfly's wings did not get strength. When they get, the butterfly gets its wing strength by getting out of the cocoon. So when the boy cut this, the wings did not fully develop, and the struggle of getting out of the cocoon didn't happen, and it pushed, all, it, I guess they said it pushes and, and injects some type of fluid that strengthens the the, the wings of a butterfly, but that did not take place, so the butterfly did not develop. The boy did not let the caterpillar struggle and develop. I will say what I said last week. Many of us want the promise, but we do not want the process. Many of us want the blessings and all that is attached, but we never want to go through the struggle. He never promised that we would not have struggles. He never promised that, that life was not going to get hard. He never said that to anybody. So understand that the hardest thing for us and the hardest thing for all of us in serving God is we don't like to give up control of our lives. The, the, the hardest thing in the world is I, I, I want to know what's going to happen next. I, I, the, the, the frustration of not knowing drives me insane. Like 
Talena drives me nuts. I bought you a gift on Amazon. Don't check it. Why'd you tell me? Like, why did you do that for? There's a package coming. Don't open it. It's yours. But I want to know what's going to happen next. And, and it drives me crazy. Anybody does. Everybody does. I mean, like, you can say anything to anybody, and, and then what? I don't know. We'll talk about it later. No, let, tell me. Give me all details. Because we want to know what to expect next. I, I, again, we read this story, and many of us have read it multiple times. We know the end. Joseph is in the struggle and has no clue what the end is. But through it all, he has stayed faithful to God. He, and God has had favor on his life. I heard a story about a man who was uh, uh, on a cliff and he was climbing and he went to reach out to, to grab a limb and he fell and he was holding on by a limb and he was hanging there for his, li uh, for his life. And Larry, he hollers for help. And he hears a voice that says, turn loose and I'll catch you. And he responds, who are you? And he says, I'm God, trust me, turn loose and I'll catch you. After a long pause, the man says, is anyone else up here who can help me? Turning loose is hard. It is hard to surrender our lives to Him. I've said it all along, and it's a struggle for me, it's a struggle for all of us. It is easy to come to the altar and ask Him to be our Savior. But man, we struggle calling Him Lord. We do not want to give up access to our life. We don't want to be, we, we want to be in control. It's the, the struggle that I have allowing my wife to drive. It's really not that she's a bad driver. It's just I'm not in control. And there's not a brake on my side. There's not a steering wheel on my side. There's just handles. And, and I use them frequently. I told Danny and Ellis the other day, I said, I know she can drive. She gets from point A to point B all the time. But man, when I'm in the passenger seat, it's just like I, I, I can't see point B. And I'm holding on. And she's like, here, I'll just pull over and you can drive. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but nobody likes to be told what we can and can't do. Nobody. From anybody. Danny cannot stand it. That Vicky says, no, you are not getting golf clubs. <laughs> We don't like it when our spouse tells us whether we can buy a set of golf clubs or not. Do we, Danny? <laughs> As a parent, we, uh, to a kid, a kid, doesn't, a kid doesn't want to be told no. A kid, a kid hates to come in there and say, can I? Or, I mean, I did. I mean, why? We want to know why. The ball's telling us what to do. Nobody wants to be told what to do. I don't. That's why I've come to the point of my life that I've realized surrender is spiritual. Surrender is spiritual because it's unnatural to the human flesh. Our human flesh does not like to surrender. In the natural, I want to be in control at all times. And I heard somebody say that control is the absence of humility. Control says, I know what's best for me, and I'm going to do it my way. It's got to be done this way. And here's, again, I've come to tell you, God's way is the only way. You know, Luke chapter 22, verse 42. 
Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. Remember the cocoon in the process of struggle we develop. You may be struggling this morning, but do not quit. There is a destination in plan, and God's got it worked out, but you have to understand that during this struggle, you are developing for something better. Something better is on the horizon. Again, how in the world can I be in this pit and be struggling to develop for something for my better? How can I be a slave to Potiphar and say that I'm struggling for something better? How can I be charged of rape that I did not commit and God telling me that I'm struggling to be developed? It doesn't make sense. It was better when I was at Daddy's house and I was his favorite. You see, this story, we've talked about it for a couple of weeks, and the characters of this story are so amazing to me, Jacob and Joseph. We, we know these two, they have a very special bond. We look at these two, the Bible even tells us that Jacob loved Joseph so much, and he was the son of his old age. Both characters, when you look at them, they teach us a lot about trusting in God. If you look at Jacob, he was a man who manipulated Danny. He maneuvered his way through life to get everything that he holds dear. Joseph holds tightly to God-given dreams. Two different, two different people. Jacob is a man who has lost the love of his life, Rachel. And now it's believed that his favorite son is dead. Now, his sons are now taking Benjamin to Egypt to satisfy some guy that they have no idea is Joseph, who's demanding that Benjamin be present in exchange for some grain. And here's where we're all a lot like Jacob. He's whining and having a pity party, and he says, all is against me. Why is it that, I mean, literally, they might not be no peanut butter in the cupboard, and that's what we do. Can nothing go right today? My Lord, it's peanut butter. Grab the ham. But we do, we freak out and go crazy, and the world has ended over nothing. I can only take so much, God. You've already taken Joseph, and all this is bearing down on Jacob, and he says, if I be bereaved of my children, I am bereaved. When things go bad, and they do for every one of us, why do we go into despair so quickly? We literally we do. Lisa, we're horrible. Like, and a lot of times it's nothing. And we go straight from, man, I, like we drive down the mountain on a bicycle with no brakes. Like we're, we're on top of the mountain, and man, we just let go and let the wheels turn. And now we're at the bottom and we're in despair. Because we focus too much on our circumstances, Danny, and we don't trust God. Our, our, our first mindset is despair rather than, God, you got this. That's our, that's our mindset is, oh no, this can't happen to me. And we forget who God is. 
We forget that he's a way maker. We forget all those things. I mean, we focus so much on our circumstances and we fail to trust God for, for what he knows best for our life. I said this last week. Jacob could not see what God was doing on the other end. We can't see what God is doing on the other end. So here he is, he's living out this daily life, this daily drama, and he can't see the end. And we do the same thing, and we freak out because we can't see the end. And every day we are faced with new challenges that God wants us to go through a process in the light of his faithfulness just so we can develop. When are we ever going to come to the conclusion that we have divine care? I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Now, remember the cocoon. The process of struggle is where we develop. And I don't like to struggle. God's way is the only way. When I... When Pastor Mick gets weighed down with the cares of this world, God has to get my attention and remind me of his divine care. I can't figure it out. There are times when the enemy begins to attack my faith, and he causes me to worry about stuff. I start worrying, Nate. And one of the first places that I have to remember to go to is to be sober and vigilant. Because this is a vulnerable spot for any of us, and I have to keep my guard up against natural tendencies because natural tendencies are dangerous to us when we're in struggle. How many of you have ever had that enemy whisper those scary thoughts in your ear and we go straight to fear? God did not give us a spirit of fear. I said it either Wednesday night or Sunday night. Fear cancels faith. Fear is the opposite of faith. We have to begin to fill our minds with, this is what God says. This is what His Word says. This is what He's directly spoke to me. And you have to put that inside of you, because if you don't, this world will drain you. You have to say, I know the doctor's report says this, but God's Word says this, and I'm going to believe His Word over a doctor's report. And you have to keep telling yourself that over and over and over again because naturally that doesn't make sense because I'm looking at the doctor's report. Through the process, we struggle, but we develop. Faith is what moves God. We encounter troubles, we have distress, but we always have to realize and remember to keep the power of God on our lives. Because again, faith is what moves God. Circumstances, man, they are overwhelming. There's times that you're hit. I mean, there's nothing worse than that news that you get that's like, I never, that wasn't even, that was the bottom. I would have never dreamed of that. That's the worst. It's overwhelming. It's negative. And in that moment, you have to remember, God has already made a way, and he's going to get us through it. 
You have to come to that conclusion quickly because if not, the circumstance will drain you. God is my strength. God is my shield. I can lean on him. I know 100% that he's never going to leave me. He's never going to forsake me. And Joseph's, when you look at this, Joseph's challenge that, that, that required faith, he said, I've got to rise above what I'm seeing. I know what this looks like, but I know the dream that God gave me, and I know that God's not a liar, so I've got to rise above what my natural eyes are looking at because this is not God's final answer. Some of y'all need to get that right there. Joseph's life, when you look at his life, I mean, it was, it was a series of difficult moments. Like, I don't know how long... I know it was a span of about 13 years, but I mean, I don't know how long he was in the pit. I don't know how long he was with Potiphar. I don't know uh, truly how long he was in jail. I don't, I mean, but he was there. And I'm sure he was just like us. Just when I was getting used to the pit, these sorry Ishmaelites came. Just as soon as I was getting settled in to Potiphar's house, just as soon as I got the, the top bunk in prison, I was the pod boss. The only reason I know that is because we've been watching prison shows. Riley's hooked on them, and she's got me hooked on them. Every, she'll come there and she'll say, it's either, can we watch a horse show or can we watch prison? I'm like, let's watch horses. But we end up watching prison. But, but here, all these things, and he's developing. Every time he seemed to progress, there's another change of scenery that's negative. Remember at Potiphar's house, he's settled in. He's got Potiphar's attention. Potiphar, he's noticed the favor of God. He's noticed that everything he touches turns to gold. So, and Potiphar, this guy's special, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make him special. He's going to be head of my household. The only person that he has to answer to is me. And we know through the word, everywhere Joseph was, God was with him. So everything he touched was blessed. And then Potiphar's wife changes the atmosphere. She seduces him and, and, and these lustful intentions that she has. And, and Joseph was in a tough spot. He maintains his integrity and he's lied on. And now God, God has put me in prison. No, God didn't. Some dude, lied, a girl lied on you and man put you in prison. But that's not what, what Joseph thought. This isn't what Joseph thought was going to happen to him for being faithful to God. But here's the thing. He, he could have got mad at God like we all do. He could have whined. He could have had a pity party and his life would have never turned out the way God intended it. Joseph doesn't allow circumstances to sway his faith. Now, again, he maintains his walk with God. He's waiting for dreams to come true. And we have to learn that no matter how difficult the moment is, God's way is the only way. Man, I don't understand it sometimes. The enemy knows our struggles. He knows. And he's going to take advantage of every opportunity to shake you and to unsettle you because he wants to keep us insecure. I've shared with you all, we, on Wednesday nights, knowing our identity in Christ, it's dangerous if we ever figure it out. But we, you, you know how they say, 
things got to get worse before they get better. Sometimes through the struggle, that's true. To, to some of you, that sounds like a defeated attitude, but you have to understand God works his, God works his plans on his timetable. And, and it's not ours. And I understand that, yes, instantaneously miracles can happen right now. I understand that 100%, and I also understand that God leads us through this process to complete healing and deliverance. Joseph's dream doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. Remember the cocoon, the process of the struggle. We develop. Remember, what did God tell Abraham? He said for years his descendants would be strangers in a foreign land. Didn't tell him how long. But God would bring them back. He said, they're going to be strangers in a, in a foreign land, but I'm going to bring them back. Y'all remember how many years it took? 430 years. Ten generations have passed before the promise comes true. God was not slack, but he worked it in his own timetable. Sometimes our faith has to carry us beyond our circumstance. We have to learn that we can't panic every time something happens. We can't get all bent out of shape when things go differently than we planned. We're bad for it. We all have a tendency. Man, we go off the rocker. We go crazy because we had a plan. That's the problem. We have a plan. And we let our feelings dictate our outcomes. We have, to, we have to learn to speak life over our circumstances. I, I, I know what the doctor says, but God's word says this. I know what the banker's telling me, but, but God's word says this. I, I, I know what, what the, the mortgage says, but I know what God's word says. Listen to me. Your feelings will betray you. Jacob was going on feelings of all gloom, doom, and despair, and agony. And what did he say? All these things are against me. Had no clue God was for him. Jacob didn't know the outcome. How can we go around crying? All these things are against us. Jesse, bring that next set of scriptures up. When God's word says, no weapon that is formed against me will prosper. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. How can we have all things are against us when we have that going for us? People will not understand you. How in the world is Rob acting like he's all chipper and happy in the midst of turmoil? Why? Because he knows that no weapon formed against him is going to prosper. He knows that right now the enemy, he's raising up, uh, he's come up like a flood, but he, Rob in the back of his mind, he's sitting there going, but I know God's going to come through and he's going to raise up a standard against the enemy. Rob knows that. That's why he's fighting. When you take a stand and determine that you're going to walk by faith, People's not going to understand that. They'll think you're crazy. Have you ever noticed in the Word, a lot of times and most times, God never reveals His truth in a crowded place? I know, for me, most of the promises that God has ever spoken to me has been in private time. Because you want me to tell you why? Because church people are mean. 
Oh, boy. Church people are mean. God speaks to Abraham, and the church thinks he's crazy. God speaks to Noah, and the church thinks he's crazy. God speaks to Gideon, and the church thinks he's crazy. The list goes on and on and on. Who's crazy when I'm sitting on the ark and you're drowning? See, that, that's why God, that, my mind just, I always wonder what Noah thought. Like, tried to tell you. You wouldn't listen. You're building a boat. I guess he was forced. Here's my boat. These dreams were so real to Joseph. And you, like, you ever wake up and you had a dream and you like, I got to tell somebody, man, that was like real. That's the way Joseph's dreams was. And he needed to tell somebody. He just told the wrong people. People a lot of times say Joseph would have been better off not sharing his dreams. But Joseph felt like it was important for him to testify of the dream. And now we look at it at the end of the story, and the brothers are remembering a dream. Brothers, they, not, they didn't like it. They rebuked him. They hated him. They, they, they throw him in a pit. But here he is. I'm not going to let this discourage me. God's given me a dream. I have a destiny. He... If there was ever a person that stood alone, it was Joseph. He stood alone, and yet he was resilient, Nate. He trusts God through all this. He knew. Job knew. Job, with all that he was going through, all that the enemy had stolen, he didn't sin. He kept saying time and time again, this is not God's punishment, even though his friends was telling him that it was. What have you done? I'm sure Job didn't understand at the moment, but he knew that he had a relationship with God Almighty, and he knew his relationship was right. He knew God was going to come through. He just didn't know how. His own wife, his own wife says, are you going to keep your integrity through this? Why don't you just curse God and die? You'd be better off just to die than to go through all this. But he refuses to sway. Because he knows that he knows that he knows God's going to be faithful. Job knew. Joseph knew. God did not promise me these dreams and this destiny just to, to, as some beanie-weenie dream some night. It's true. I know it's going to come to pass. God's put it in my heart. He's birthed it. And His plans, His promises, they're yes and they're amen. He knew that Jehovah God spoke to him. That's how he's able to go through all this, Danny, to stand tall. It's what kept him quiet. Man, there's no way this big mouth is going to stay quiet through all that mess. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. 
who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, even though for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which perishes through the through te though tested by fire, may be found to the result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You're still standing. You're still standing today. Because the power of God has sustained you to this point. His grace has been sufficient to this point. You're still standing. So you can count on one thing this morning. God is committed to seeing you through. Whatever you're going through this morning, God is committed to seeing you through because He has plans for you. Not for harm, but for good. Understand that. God's way. He wants His people to be full of joy, unspeakable joy. He wants His people to enjoy a life, and a, a, an abundant life. But His ultimate goal is to help us make it to the end. He knows the path that is set before us. He, we, our steps are ordered of the Lord. And if you're, right, if you're in a right relationship this morning, your steps are established. Matter of fact, he said he'd be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Understand sometimes we go through rough patches. And I've come to determine that we go through rough patches because it gets us to the next point in our life. We, we talked about this the other day, Talene and I, we were just kind of having a short conversation. And it's amazing to think in just a few weeks, a couple weeks, that her and I are going to be married 22 years. But what's crazy it's 22 years ain't a long time when you really, in the grand scheme of things, but all the, 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 the process of life, like, wow, we're youth pastors at Fountain of Life Worship Center. Wow, we're no longer youth pastors at Fountain of Life. We're in Gilbert. We're in the world's Gilbert. It's in Mango County. Ask them, they'll tell you that. Mango. <laughs> right here, Mango. Okay, you want to go to New Martinsville? Where is that, West Virginia? So we end up in a northern panhandle. All of that for God to bring us back to where we started. Well, why didn't you just keep us here? Can we tell you why? Because I had to go through a process of trying to figure out if I liked pastoring, if I liked people. If people like me, it's been a 22-year a process of ministry to get back to here. And you know what? I've come to realize that there's another process that we will go through, and God's going to take care of us, and, and there's changes on the horizon. I mean, it, nothing ever stays the same. It's life. The there's people that sit in this congregation this week that I'm preaching to, and in five years from now, I may have done their funerals, or they may have left and went somewhere else, but it's process of life. I mean, there have been so many people that have come into mine and Talena's lives at the right time. 
And it's been crazy because you, 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 you think about all the people that, that it's, it's all been a process. And I haven't liked the process a lot of times. But I've, I'm learning more and more that, that through, this, through this struggle, through this process, there's a promise. And I say this to all of us. Be prepared to be amazed. I'm overwhelmed when I look and see where I've been in life and realize how God has taken care of me. He, Danny, he never missed a detail. Like, there's days that, that like, you want to throw a golf club because it's frustrating. Ain't that right, else? He ain't threw one in a while, so I'm not going to throw him under the bus. But I have. But <laughs> oh, man. But it's a process and prepared to be amazed. The disciples are on a boat. They're in a storm, happy. They're afraid. So they wake up Jesus. That's funny. They wake him up. Like they're all freaking out and going crazy, scared to death. And Jesus is just down taking a nap. Don't you care that we're going to die? He don't even respond. He doesn't even respond to that question. He just goes and rebukes the winds, and the rain. Church, that's who's got our back. The struggle that you're in right now, you don't even have to ask him. Do you not care? Because just one word from him and he's going to rebuke the winds and the rain. The storm settles when he says stop. And eventually, he's going to say stop. But right now, through the struggle, you still need to develop. What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? You know how they felt? You ever been in the middle of a storm? Listen, I was sitting at Logan when that storm came through the other day. Like Isaiah's in there working out and I'm sitting at Southridge or uh, Fountain Place up on the hill. I feel my car start doing this and I thought, what in the world? Trees bending over and then... Like everybody's posting, did you see this, did you see that? And Logan, grade school, the whole roof ripped off the gym, Logan Hospital, signs ripped off. And I'm like, man, I just like sat through that in a car waiting to, I, I, literally I could feel it lifting my car up. I thought, what in the world? But peace, be still. When it happens, this is, this is the other part of it. When, when the struggle's over and he says, peace be still and I've got you where I want you now, there's no explanation. Like, just wow. He'll amaze us. When it seems as though he's, you, you've tried everything and there's nothing else, that old song of the Crab Family, he'll show up and he'll take you through the fire. The disciples, they, they're, they're, they fished all night. Nate, they've caught nothing. Jesus shows up and says, cast your nets on the other side. And honestly, I just think they were being respectful because they had no intentions of catching anything. And he amazed Peter, Luke chapter 5, as the praise team comes. 
But when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knee, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. Peter saw a miracle. And when we're at the lowest part of our lives, Jesus comes in in power and does great things and he leaves us just like he left Peter in awe. See, we try to play the transfer game with God. We, we, we try to go to God and Chris will tell him that we don't like our circumstances and we want out. But we have to come to a realization it's God's way, not ours. We may believe that a miraculous deliverance from a negative situation makes perfect sense right now. But understand this, all we can see is the present. God knows the future. Don't be alarmed if God chooses not to do it right now. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and I'll close with this. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. God knows how to get you through. I want to do something, and I don't want to embarrass anybody, but Charlie, I want you to come up here. Terry, I need you to come up here. This lady right here, just less than a couple months ago, was sitting in the same place you are. Scan lit up a couple places. She lit up like a Christmas tree. She didn't see the end, but she was faithful. And now, the spot that they were looking at on her, on her lung, it's gone. Gone. Not we're observing it anymore. It's gone. So this spot on the kidney, spot on the lung, I believe the report of the Lord. <laughs> Amazement. I don't know how it happens. I just know He loves us. And He's no respecter of person. Will you pray with Him? Will some of you men come and gather around Charlie? At the end of this story, once Jacob turns loose of Benjamin and he gives up control, he finds out three things. God is good. God is in control. And God knows better than we do. It's God's way. Sometimes we just have to say, wow. Chipper, if you come up.
If you're here this morning and you're lost and you need Christ, I want you to come to this altar. If you need healing in your body, I want you to come to this altar. If you need deliverance in this place, I want you to come to this altar because I believe that this morning we're going to see that God is good. We're going to see this morning that, that through the struggle, through the process, God still says yes to His promises. Some of you ladies, if you come up and gather around nine, or some of you men, pray with Chip. Anybody, come on. Salvation, healing, deliverance, whatever you need in this place, God is good. Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click Give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.